Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome back, everybody, to your AfterBuzz TV Game of Thrones after show. Yes. Here we are on this wonderful Mother's Day, everybody. Here we are. Happy, Happy Mo- Mother's Day. Happy yes. Mother's Day. <laughs> Excellent. Hi, everybody. I'm Kyle Maddock. I'll be your host today, and I am joined by a lovely panel. Right across over here, I have Autumn Chickless with us today. Oh, oh. Everybody. Oh, I'm Autumn yeah. Chickless. You can find me on Twitter at Autumn Chickless. There we go. Sitting next to her, I have the also lovely Sarah Stratton. I'll take it. Glad to be back. Glad <laughs> to be talking about some Game of Thrones again. Welcome back from the Game of Thrones land. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was great. And to my left, I have Kristen Snyder. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mary DePasquale. There you go. And... Last but not least, we have the always charming Ryan Malady over Ryan there with us today. Hi, Mom. It's your son, Ryan Malady. You can follow me at Ryan Malady. <laughs> <laughs> and we are on YouTube.com slash AfterBuzzTV. Come join the live chat. Nice. nice. Ryan, did you know that you were so handsome, one of our listeners asked that you wear a mask so he could pay attention to the show? <laughs> I'm a faceless man. I'll there be we different go. next week. So I brought with me a Sons of the Harpy mask for you to... No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, I was so, so excited. <laughs> well, I... I I must say, Kyle and Sarah, you two were both very missed. Yes, definitely. Yes, very much so. Everybody Aww. was missing you pretty hard, so welcome back. Well, Mostly thank yes. you. Thank you. <laughs> I was in Croatia on sets of Game of Thrones. It was super fun. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. I got welcome to go back. explore some catacombs and streets of King's Landing. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Awesome. It was quite interesting. They have full walking tours, Game of Thrones walking tours in Croatia now. There we go. So if you're looking for some more info, <laughs> head on over there. It's awesome. This That's episode awesome. brought to you by the Croatia Travel Bureau. <laughs> Unfortunately, on Mother's Day, we didn't have everyone's favorite mom in this episode, Cersei, which oh, I'm very no. disappointed about. So we're going to have to go to the second character that everybody loves the most, Ramsay Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> which has become the new Joffrey. Yeah. He's he, definitely like the most hated right now. Absolutely. We are in Winterfell, and we have this little meeting between Ramsay and Miranda in the buff. And they're oh, yeah. um, entirely naked. Yeah. But uh, they don't like Sansa being here, or at least Miranda doesn't. But Ramsay's okay with three being a possibility. I mean, I just <laughs> I felt like they've been hinting at this whole Miranda kind of storyline this season, where they, yeah. she's been in a lot of background shots. We're getting a lot of nasty looks. Mm-hmm. So I'm, fi- mm-hmm. I'm glad we're finally getting some payoff with this character, and they're trying to fill her out a little more. 
in this conversation right before they went into the whole like biting sexual experience I felt <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm putting it on her like but I felt like she was going through some conflict I felt mm-hmm. like personally she wasn't she was like oh I won't bore you but I don't know if I trust her completely no not obviously like, not she's not happy and is that going to be getting rid of Sansa is that going to be trying to demote um, Ramsay in the eyes of his father? Like, what strategy is she going to choose to right. get what she wants? Well, like, she's already made strides. Mm-hmm. I mean, immediately, yep. what does she do? She shows Sansa like, Theon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, we knew it was kind of inevitable because they were mm-hmm. in the same place, but she did that. In very. It's obvious that it was incredibly malicious. So that's the reason she did it. So when it comes to what way she's going to get about it, if she continues following the strategies that she's already started, it's going to be from the inside out. Like she's gonna instead of just trying to like kill her offhand, I think she's going to try to be manipulative and take her down that way. It's just it's horrible for Sansa. It's horrible. They made a line in this, and it was like, and they were actually I think they were talking um, about which situation was worse. She was in the hands of the Lannisters, and now she's in the hands of the Boltons. And like in my mm-hmm. hand, I'm like, which one is actually worse? Now to top it off, last time when we were King's Landing, we had a jealous girlfriend in Shay. As soon as she had married Tywin, kind of always starting to give that jealous eye. She she was being poisoned. She felt that her relationship with um, Tyrion was destroyed mm-hmm. because of Sansa. Yeah. And now this is happening all over again. We get another cool person who she's yes. betrothed to, and the lover is jealous. Yeah, interestingly enough, him. though, it's the situations... They're not flipped exactly. I was going to say they're inverted, but they're not. Because before she was married to a decent human being Mm -hmm. with with a jealous girlfriend, if you can call her that, and surrounded by people who wanted her dead. And similarly, she is surrounded by people who probably want her dead. But she's married to a psychopath with a jealous girlfriend. But the main difference is back then she was helpless and spineless, where now she has... Mm-hmm. If not confidence, she's willing to play the game now. Mm-hmm. So I almost feel like now she's in a better situation just because of how she is internally. Okay. That's true. I really want to see Sansa kill someone. I mean, I felt like <laughs> you have such a thing for watching nice. like, just violence and death and... No, but you can tell that she wants to in her eyes. Like, she's just filled with rage with all these people that she's constantly tortured by in her environment. Mm-hmm. They keep doing things to poke at her. And it's like, how long can she go before she turns like a rat? Savage dog and actually gives these people what they deserve. Yeah. And Miranda, obviously, as an audience member, we were taught to kind of fear her presence around Sansa because she is yeah. jealous and she's going to do whatever she can to ruin that relationship with him. Yeah. Which, yeah. On a, obviously, Sansa does not want to be with Ramsay, so... No, not so much. <laughs> but um, we get her going into the kennel, like you mentioned mm-hmm. before, meeting Theon, and then we get this dinner scene. The mm-hmm. best dinner scene ever. Here we are. <laughs> oh, my God. Not awkward at all. And uh, this was pretty tense. This was... I, I thought it was pretty... I don't know, evil genius in a way of Ramsay to accept that they knew each other existed now, or they were in the same place, mm-hmm. and to just sort of bring him out. Evil genius, though, because the thing about it was, it, and I was trying to figure this out, was it simply to torment her, or was it, I, I couldn't figure out, or I was going back and forth between what his motive behind that is, because he had the scene where he places the hand, I was like, please don't, please don't 
cut his hand off or something, but when he says, I forgive you, mm-hmm. and then proceeds to bring him out during this okay. dinner. So we know that Ramsey is just psycho. We know that he's missing something up there. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question is, what is it? It's a that- power play. Yes. It's an absolute power play where he says, you know what? I don't have to hide him from you. Mm-hmm. I can bring him out here and I can do what I want. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. actually, to expand upon that, because it is such a power play for Ramsey, what made this scene interesting to me was the power play of the table. How the power shifted, where it mm-hmm. was for the split second Ramsey had it. He had everyone's attention. He was standing up, talking to his crowd. He pulls in Reek. And then you see his father. You see his father take that from him mm-hmm. with the um, pronouncement of the fact that his new wife is pregnant. pregnant. And you see him just <laughs> feel that doubt. And you see Sansa get that smirk. And she's starting <laughs> to comprehend these people and right. how they work and what they do to each other to get their way. And kind of just watching that shift happen through this one very awkward dinner. <laughs> I don't know if it is my favorite dinner. I think there's one a couple seasons back between Cersei and Tyrion that I takes the cake for me but it was it was very very fun Mm. Mm -hmm. fun that's an interesting word (laughs) Ryan what's everybody saying over there well uh, everyone's uh, everyone's basically uh, conspiring against Miranda already (laughs) Um, people seem to believe that she's going to be her own demise somehow by maybe Mm. messing around with Sansa Stark a little too much because even though she is kind of a captive in her own home uh, Ramsey still and 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 Roos, they're both looking out for her in her best interest. Because well, maybe not her best interest, but they're definitely protecting her because they need her to hold on to the North. Um, mm-hmm. As far as Theon goes, people are saying that they think he will redeem himself and become. Uh, or I'm sorry, Reek will become Theon once more. I'm all for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't tear down a creature or a character like that if you're not going to do anything with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is Game of Thrones. You don't know that for sure. I think that storyline is like gone dull, though. So you want to see his character, you know, come full circle at this point. Um, I'm. I still have. I understand he's been through so much torture. I've still never completely forgiven Theon or Mm -hmm. really, really care what happens to him. Mm -hmm. I just don't. Um, I think it's interesting to watch, but he's never. I'm. I don't think I'll ever support him as a good leader. It would take a lot. That being said, like Sansa used to be one of my lesser favorite characters and now what they've done with her with Winterfell it's so interesting because to me when I look at everyone in Winterfell, when you look at the Boltons when you look at um, Reek, when you look at Miranda you can see what these people kind of want, whether mm-hmm. it's power the North, their lover when you look at Brienne, she wants to protect when you look at Podrick, he now wants to be a knight and the only one who's want that's kind of unclear for me is Sansa and that's making her more interesting. Because when we first were introduced okay. to her in the earlier season, so many mm-hmm. people complained about her being whiny. Or, you right. know, she she was the one who betrayed her family when she didn't side with Arya. Like, yep. there was so much negative feedback. And to me, they've just made this really slow build of the character. And mm-hmm. now I have no idea what she wants. She just keeps getting forced into places. And that's yep. what I'm interested in. Like, I think she wants revenge. Obviously. If not revenge, at least some kind of control over her life. Mm-hmm. Because with Arya, we know mm. that she, I mean, she's saying, na- listing names for a reason, and it's because she mm-hmm. wants revenge. With Sansa, I'm not sure if it's necessarily revenge as much as some kind of 
grasp on her life that has just gotten away from her in a way that is unimaginable. And I think that's how they've been able to kind of build her character up so that you can support her. I'm with you. I, I'm not a supporter of Theon. I don't think I'm going to... It would take a lot for him to redeem himself. Oh, absolutely. But I'm very, I very much want him to become Theon again yeah. and to, if not build himself up as a character again, to at least have that recognition because I want that conversation between Sansa and Theon. I can Theon. see Theon joining Podrick and Brienne and, you know, maybe helping Sansa in the future. Why not? Possibly. I can see him in some sort of, like, sacrificial scene. Yeah. And that, like... He would he, have he, to. Yeah, yeah, it's never maybe the full redemption of now you get to be someone we're rooting for, which they kind of have done with, like, if you look at Jamie's character, like, mm-hmm. he, they've really yeah. made him into someone that you side with. Yeah. But I do think some sort of sacrifice some sort of like well that's why yeah. they kept him alive well, for so long that so I like that I like that Sansa, you're arguing maybe. about it because this is an argument that happens in the books as well and there's the, the parties are kind of half and half on that but let's move on uh, to um, Ramsey uh, excuse me um, Roos has this nice kind of little chat <laughs> so, nice in a way it kind of ended on a nice note but it wasn't a nice story it's it was, a, it was a very weird dynamic going on there <laughs> about Ramsey's mom and then um, yeah. he acknowledges uh, Stan- he knows about Stannis and the army mm-hmm. coming and that they mm-hmm. have to do something about this yeah so. That was exciting to me. The fact that he kind of laid that down and said, listen, this is what's going to happen. And obviously we'll get to the fact that Stannis has started to make moves later. But the knowledge that he knows that this is happening and he's starting to prepare for it, that means that things are going to come to a head real soon. Mm. Right. Oh, yeah, and I'm excited for that. There you go. I have a question for you guys. Do you think that the Boltons are going to try to align themselves with Stannis? Because I, I don't know. When I, when I see Roose, I don't see a guy who's gunning after the Iron Throne. I think he just wants the North to hold it as Warden of the North. Do you think he's going to, like, maybe align with Stannis and say, hey, you know, we'll, we'll be an ally to you? Or do you think he's going to try to I don't fight th- him off? I, as Stannis as a person, I don't think, would ever allow that to happen just because yeah. Roos is a traitor to uh, the King of the North, to Robb Stark. And we've seen with Davos, like, he doesn't... Uh, he The law is the law, and he sort of holds to it, no matter what. Yeah, and on top of that, I feel like they've kind of tried to make this whole... We feared the Lannisters for so long, and this was a strong family that tried to do everything for each other. And they were brutal, and they were liars, and they were manipulative, but the one thing they always stood for was family. And I kind of feel like there's maybe either a mislead or something going on, because we only have right now mostly two Boltons that are standing together and they're now the people who are manipulative, power hungry dangerous but I'm not so sure I'm convinced in their family loyalty I felt like that speech was with the whole mother um, devolving all that in her yeah. variation I almost I threw like, you in the river yeah, <laughs> I just felt like it's was manipulative. I don't know well, how that's much what of they it. Are. Yeah, it's like I don't know how much you believe. Like father, like son. Yeah, and it's yeah. like they could go into battle, and I just wouldn't be that surprised if Bruce like threw his own kid under the wagon. No, and was no, like, no. Ah, yeah, I have another one coming. Like, no, no, I don't. No. I feel like Bruce, I don't trust their family. Well, so they're they very never, weak, though. Yeah, I feel like they're very weak. Mm-hmm. The Boltons are. Uh, they don't stand a chance against Stannis. I mean, Stannis is no. known for being a warrior and a leader. And yeah, they're they're really, the only advantage they have is that they're in a castle. They're a very yeah. entertaining family. They add a lot to this show right now. They're just like the people who keep messing other people up. <laughs> but I just don't see them being a power for that long because 
no one trusts them and they don't trust them trust them and I don't think they can trust themselves. Well they've they, set themselves up as liars. What you were talking about, Ryan though, I think what was interesting about that comment is the fact that you're right. They are weak. And they he, they do not stand a chance against Stannis and what is coming. And I have to believe that they know that. Mm-hmm. So if they're not mm-hmm. if you know that about yourself, if you're intelligent enough to know I can't fight this person, then you're going to think of other tactics. You're going to think of, how can I manipulate myself so I don't have to lose this battle? Why don't I just make a deal? And I feel like yeah. that's the way... I, I, I don't, don't think Roos has any problem bending a knee. To some extent, I don't think so. I don't know if Stannis mm. will take it. That's the yeah, difference. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't see Roos with the confidence... Or being so blind as to think that he stands a chance in that way. Yeah. I think he's just too snake-like. I think mm. he knows. Like, I have to find another way around this. We shall see. We shall see. But speaking of using dis- different tactics, we find out that Sansa may have some help, hidden help around. <laughs> that Fast was awesome. Grandma. Yeah. I love her. Which sort of leads to Brienne and Pod over in 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 um. In in overlooking Winterfell, which surprised me a little bit. I won't think about that. But there was a, there were, <laughs> I thought it was in the middle of nowhere. But apparently, there's an inn, um, and the Brienne and Pod are, and they are going to sneak in a message to Sansa, mm-hmm. which is going to be interesting. What do you think? Well, it's nice that she now knows. I'm glad that they didn't say that it was Brienne because Sansa already kind of met Brienne, and you know took her off as somebody that she would allow to help her. So I'm glad that the grandmother just said, okay, you still have friends in the North. She didn't specify who it was. And that, you know, Sansa just has to put the candle in the tower. And was that the tower that she was staring up at that we saw? The broken tower, yes. Yes. Which was the one um, Bran was climbing in the first season. Yes. Um, I do have a question, though, because I think I may have missed this. I'm trying to remember the order of events. Was badass old grandma, as I affectionately call her, that was before we came to Brand, right? And Patrick? After. It, was, after. it was. It was after. Okay. Yes, it was after. Sure. Yeah. So okay, I had a rearrange that in my notes. I mean, it could be other friends. It could be. I mean, we don't. We don't know. Well, that's my question. Was was that yeah. a direct result, or was not that be. just someone else? Because they're very, two very, very different things. The fact that she mm-hmm. came and was like, "The North remembers if you need help." The North remembers mm-hmm. exactly. Nice I shirt, shirt. Ryan. I just, you know, <laughs> I, we do. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just felt like. I guess my point was to me, it felt like. And I, maybe I missed the fact that it was supposed to be their mm-hmm. message, but to me it just felt like she was another person going, hey, listen, this is what's going on. If yeah. you need me, we have eyes and ears here. I think it was supposed to be pretty ambiguous. Yeah. Right. We don't really know. Yeah, I mean, they kind of lined it up for the audience to assume that it was coming from Brienne. Mm-hmm. However, it'd be nice if it wasn't, because it's sort of that, oh, okay, there Absolutely. are other people out there. Very true. Mm-hmm. So let's go a little further north to the wall, and we have uh, Ma- Maester Aemon being an old man. Oh, <laughs> being, being a hundred-year-old man <laughs> waiting to freeze to death. Sarah, lo- Sarah, looks like you got something to say. What's up? Who's giving him these messages? The crows. But who, <laughs> who is sending them? It, it's, it's, uh, it's Perez Hilton. So he's the gossip <laughs> through the ravens. <laughs> Winterfell. I just, I'm, I just kind of feel... Like, Daenerys is really far away from the wall, and she hasn't set up this communication line. <laughs> and I understand there's spies everywhere, and, you know, there's supposed to be a new master of whispers, because Barry's not supposed to be doing that. But 
who is sending this message? Mm-hmm. I just Same found thing. it. I just found it very surprising, mm-hmm. and that was my lead, my major question. I was like, do they have someone on the inside? For, why are they? Do they know? Does anyone really know that there's a Targaryen left at the Wall? Like that seems to have been forgotten and never really mentioned in the rest of the world. Um, so to me, that was a little too big of a kind of weird coincidence. That being said, he's one of my favorite characters, so it was nice because they just set up a, night, a couple of good jokes for him and also led into some interesting scenes up in the wall. Yeah. But yeah. I just didn't understand that. Eric, too just, a, just a small enlightenment maybe. Um, Eric Reed, who's uh, kind of our book correspondent, Please. says the Citadel, those maesters there are responsible for sending out info and updating all of their maesters. Okay. So it's like that makes sense. Like, but uh, but Eric, aren't Maesters just Westeros and not Essos? That would Let's see what he says to that. Hope <laughs> <laughs> you're paying attention, Eric. I just want to know who's spying. We'll see. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. That'll pop up somewhere. Yeah. Um, but we, he has this advice to John. He says, mm-hmm. "Kill the boy and let the man be born." Amen. It's kind of you know, grow a spine. Let's step it up. You're yeah. the Lord Commander now. Let's do this. Yeah, and listen to your gut and the fact that, listen, we elected you. You are now the official here. You are Lord Commander. Do what has to be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To be a man, you must be swift as the coursing river. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. With all the strength of the raging. <laughs> We're not going to start this because it won't end. I feel like maybe we haven't had a key... Well, besides, we did lose to Rarison. It's not to dishonor his name. But maybe we haven't lost a key... Um, Character in a while because that made me fearful. I understand that it was an inspirational quote to like Ooh, kill the boy. Scared you. Okay. But with all the talk towards Ollie mm. and Ollie kind of representing the seed in the Night's Watch that's not completely on Jon Snow's side, that is think like that he thought it was a trick that they don't want the wildlings to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Is it also that idea that he needs to kill that side of him, that side of him that wants to? It's fighting each other. It's John who has this internal battle of they told him he has to do strength. This isn't going to be a job of joy. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's just more than that and how he's going to have to learn to protect himself. They keep mentioning that he has enemies within the Night's Watch mm-hmm. and he's been smart, but he always has to have his guard up. And it just worries me. <laughs> I think anytime I'm advice like, involves the word kill, we exactly. have to be worried in game yeah. of Kind yeah. of be careful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think we can trust Ollie. Be, you know, he is in the shape of this small boy, mm-hmm. so it's like, of course, you feel bad for the children mm-hmm. in this in these storylines and the fact that he's lost his whole family. But like you said, Sarah, I think we need to fear him a little bit. And also just the idea of him. Because think about it. If you had had that conversation with Ollie, and if Jon Snow had convinced him, if, Ollie, mm-hmm. if he had convinced him and gotten him on his side, like this little kid who lost his whole family to the wildlings, and if instead we had seen a conversation where Jon Snow was like, you have to understand there's a bigger war out there. And Ollie was like, you're right. I'm with you. Right. That would have been such a sign of hope that, like, things right. are going well. That if you can convince even this mm. this person who's been so hurt that it's okay. And but instead, he, there's no one happens. That ain't going to happen. was not there. No, no, no. And, and and that conversation leads us into what John is wanting to do mm-hmm. and yes. with the wildlings. He wants to... Bring all the. He wants to get Tormund to bring the wildlings to the wall, and he mm-hmm. will give them land south of the wall. Yeah, it's kind of scary. I don't know. All these season, we've been talking about how these people are just gonna get south and kill everyone, and now his plan is to bring them over. Good plan, bad plan. How do we feel about this? I mean, I think he's right because you're either gonna live 
with them in peace or they're gonna you're gonna donate them before we continue one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors and today spotify is one of our sponsors on spotify you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free you don't even need a premium account spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic including the one you're listening to right now on spotify you can follow your favorite podcast so you don't miss an episode premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline wherever they are and you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. To the army of the dead and then you're just going to have more people to fight against. So I think he's trying to do the right thing. Obviously, it's going to backfire in some ways. But <laughs> obviously? Yeah, obviously. It's like either side is, is never, uh, you know, a definite choice. There's always going to be backfiring no matter what you choose. I mean, this is probably a little too political, but sorry. You just have to kind of be a little bit choosy about which of the wildlings you let in. (laughs) We have... um, I don't know if we're going to take any of the giants. No. I don't know if we're going to take any more. I think most of the fens were killed, but if there's any surviving, no fens. We don't need any cannibals. We have airport security (laughs) now at the wall. Seriously, who's going to have to take off their shoes before they can... Also not bring any liquids. Exactly. Only eight ounces, please. Only eight ounces. But anyway, um, kind of going off of that, John's absolutely tried to do the right thing. And the thing that is going to benefit the most people, ultimately. I mean... But most people have good intentions when they do these kinds of things. And frankly, I think it is the right thing to do in this circumstance because, like he said and like you reiterated, if we can either learn to live with them or they become part of the army of the dead. And when those are your two options, uh, you kind of want to deal with... If you have to slaughter them, you want to slaughter the humans, not the white right. walkers. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm not that's saying that point. is ideal, but that's <laughs> something that they have to consider, and I think that's something that John has heavily considered. Mm-hmm. What worries me is the fact that you you got your wish. He's leaving the wall now. Yes. But the fact that he's leaving the wall without... There's not going to be enough protection where... the If the wildlings want to kill him, they're going to just kill him immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen because just from a dramatic standpoint, that's boring. Uh, I But you know that he is now in a very, very vulnerable place. And that knowledge concerns me. Especially there was a shot at the end of that conversation where he says, you have to come with me, that felt very foreboding to me. And I'm not I'm not saying that they're going to kill him, and I'm not saying that he's not going to make it back, but I don't think all will go smoothly on the way back, even if it's a total like left turn, something else yeah. happens. I just don't see this going well. It, it's just a very scary place for John right now, because first he has this, and it seems like all his men are against him. Even his best friend, Ed, says, mm-hmm. no thanks, I can't ever do this. Mm-hmm. And yep. then he's going to leave all these people that now hate him all of a sudden, <laughs> and he's going to go off with the wildlings. And, yeah. and then he's going to come back with wildlings, and these people have been right. stewing, this pot of hate has been yeah. stewing. It's just an awful position all around. For I him think to be the real in. trouble is going to be at the wall without him. It's okay. Then there's always the unifying factor of they're going to have to go against war against a bunch of wildlings. And so they're going to be fighting each other. bond people like <laughs> and then winter a comes. bigger enemy. <laughs> if killing people doesn't unite people, then 
We, we know love nothing about history. This show's really about love. Yeah, um, ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really about obsidian daggers, which yes. we would need to start. Absolutely. We need to start passing around. Dragon glass in production yeah. right now. Yes, yeah, Stannis goes and finally meets Sam after being there for so long, but he meets <laughs> the Slayer, and uh, he just talks to him about dragon glass a bit. We get this... Um, Re-regurgitation of this information that we've known, right? and the yeah. overall great message to keep reading keep to reading. all you audience members. Uh, keep reading, guys. Keep but reading. not only to keep reading, but to recognize where Dragon Glass is made, mm. Mm. Uh, right? And who has access to mm-hmm. more of this? Very true. Which makes them a very big power. That was also yes. We do need to learn a lot more about how to. Awesome. Kill White Walkers. Also, we've learned in previous seasons, there's more to the White Walkers than just an army of undead. We have their kind of sacrificial babies. We have the ones with the blue yeah. eyes. We have the ones with the poking and the yeah. turning into things. <laughs> you know. As a species in general, we know very little about them. But we are um, we are attempting to do more research, and we'll get back to you. Very true. But all joking aside, it's what I mentioned earlier, and I was talking about how ultimately... You don't want to be fighting more White Walkers because we know so little about them. With the whole reading scene and the fact that you need to keep reading and talking about, they have an inkling of, they have a start of where to go from here. Like, we know one way where we could potentially kill a White Walker. Yep. So, it was, I mean, we all know this, it's all obvious, but it was a nice moment for me to have them connect in that and him say, you know what, keep reading, because it was almost... Hope is the wrong word, but there was something kind of like, all right, here we go. There, it was like a, not a call to arms either, but there was something very exciting to me about that, as like, nerdy as go. it was. Yep. He so. also didn't quite diminish Sam the way his father did, yep. but the fact that he wasn't a soldier. He didn't say, you need to get out there and learn to fight him. He said, yeah. read, and then, you know, everyone has their own purpose. Read, and exactly. then Exactly. So Sam is my... He's showing the powers of maybe a good king. Absolutely. Let's go over to a queen. Here we go. Let's go to Marine, guys, and Barristan's funeral. Aww. Oh, no. Danny gets pissed. And she gathers up the heads of all the royal families, or the, the great families, excuse mm-hmm. me. Don't don't burn me for saying the wrong word. And uh, takes <laughs> them down to the, the pits. Dragons. Takes them to the pits. Oh, man, she is... Using some scare tactics. On Let this the one. dragons decide. Good idea. <laughs> uh, oh, scary <laughs> stuff going on there. But uh, his dar, um, I think uh, he eventually he doesn't want to go out like a coward. And Daenerys comes to him at some point and says that uh, she is going to take his advice and reopen the pits, mm-hmm. and they're going to get married. <laughs> <laughs> it's she very did, romantic. She did kind of drop hints that he is a possible suitor, but honestly, I think that Dario Naharis would have an issue with this, and probably Jorah. But, <laughs> but that doesn't matter. Jorah doesn't she, have much of a say. I'm just going to throw that out there. I know, but, but I don't even want her to marry this guy. This is not... This is a political move. This is not about love or sexual partners or no. what even the restraints of this marriage is. This is just an appearance in politics. Like, they... and. To me, I thought it was a very smart, mm-hmm. smart thing because that is typically what older family members do, at least in Westeros. They do Absolutely. make weddings. And she's had, and we've pointed out over and over again, she doesn't have anyone leading her. And she mm-hmm. did make that choice, which is hard because it is impacting her own life. Oh, yeah. And it's something that people early in her life have chosen for her when they sold her. Um, 
not sold her, but when they yeah, arranged Mary, Mary, Drogo, yeah. that was totally for power. That was arranged by other people. She was scared. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to go. She didn't know what she was doing. She was forced, and now she is putting herself in that position. Absolutely. Right. Well, I hope all her suitors die in the fighting pits because I don't want her to marry some rando. But it's interesting we, because it is her choice, and mm-hmm. because we get that in the scene before with Miss Sandy, where it's like all these mm-hmm. people can tell you what to do, but really you're the ones who should be making up your own mm-hmm. mind. And, and it's I'm nice to so that. glad we finally had someone tell her that because that's what we've been waiting for her to finally rule on her own. And it's like, yeah, she knows that she doesn't have the experience in the past, which is why she was listening to the counseling. But at the end of the day, we want to see her make her own decisions. Well, it's kind of like John in the sense that you have to kill the boy and let the man uh, let the man be born or right. something that was it something like that yes yeah. and kill the boy and let the man be born wow that was exactly right nice um, job thanks <laughs> uh, I quoted but um it's the, a similar idea of you have to stop being so worried about not her, uh, you know not offending everyone or making just going back and forth on your decisions you have to and I'm not saying that this always works in real politics out in this world but in this world you have to follow your instinct and you have to show the confidence and be your own person and be your own ruler because if you don't then you will get stomped on mm-hmm. it is so easy to mm-hmm. die in this damn what world. about a gray worm laying say. down the charm on Miss Sandy that was really romantic it was actually incredibly romantic <laughs> I, I swooned a little bit it was so sweet absolutely he wasn't afraid to die but yet the fact that he may never see Miss Sandy again that was such a line he wasn't oh. thinking that <laughs> <laughs> let us dream so um, uh, let's go uh, to Tyrion here okay Tyrion and Jorah along the way do we like Jorah Tyrion or Tira? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not shipping those two. No. But we get this, uh, we get a nice little boat tour of Valeria here. Yeah. Which is amazing because we don't go there in the books, and I, that was pretty awesome right there. And Poetry (laughs) Corner. We We get the whole Poetry Corner. That was amazing. We get the whole story about Valeria and the Doom, which is this code of unknown event. It sounds kind of volcanic in nature that destroyed this city just overnight. Yeah, that's what it sounded like to me. I was thinking that, and I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with what's going on in Chile um, with the volcano. I won't get there, but I was looking at those images earlier, so when they were describing that, I'm thinking to myself, this sounds sounds like a volcanic eruption to yeah, me. Yeah, it, mm. uh, it was pretty scary. Um, and then we get the dragon, we get Drogon flying overhead. Mm-hmm. And Tyrion oh. is just like in awe. He's like, oh my god, because he loves dragons. He reads yeah. about them all the time, so it was a, <laughs> like exciting, scary kind of moment for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if he didn't read about dragons, I mean, specific, especially considering he's a fan, but even if you weren't, <laughs> imagine you're sitting there and even though you know about this creature, I mean, I get excited when I, uh, like, I'm at the zoo and see an animal I've never actually seen before in real life. Yeah, nice. I can't imagine this creature that has the ability to make or break kingdoms and destroy <laughs> everything. It's majestic. It is. But you know what Tyrion is afraid of? Stone Man. <laughs> I think rightly so. Sweet I don't think Moses. I don't think that he's those, wrong to be. Those things just like fell in the water. Like they were supernatural in a way, right? They and were then, creepy. And I, I was like when when we went to that black screen That was the longest black screen I've ever seen on television. Yeah, I, I it was agree. Over. I was like I was like, did they forget to type in the credit roll? Like, did someone do a bad editing job? No, it no. was it was gr- it was great though. They can take those liberties and give you that 
I don't even know what it was, 10 seconds yeah. to just wonder what's going to happen. Was your um, imagination like filling in the blanks? Because I was like, he's taking Tyrion to like another land in the tunnels of the sea. <laughs> I was waiting for something. That's exactly what I, I think, thought. Did anyone, I thought so. did anyone think he died? I didn't think he died. We don't. <laughs> did he really? No, I didn't think he died. I was going to say, he's like, a little baptized. I was going to say, well, um, you got reborn. One. No one else was like, I, I didn't think you guys were either. All of us were no. just like, okay. No, you would have known if I thought Terry <laughs> died because I would have just started screaming and throwing things. I would have been Nobody so died, angry this is how he went out. Yes. Jorah was tagged by a stone man. Someone yes. is going to die. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. There is a cure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the issue is maybe Jorah can survive this, but I don't think... How how quickly... Does anyone know out in the universe how quickly this takes you? Because it's been discussed. Yeah, Grayscale. Well, he already it's had a nice patch growing, and that was seconds after he was tagged. Yeah. We know that it's been cured before. Yeah, but think once. about... Once out of all the people who Once died. out of how many thousands of people There's a cure. This. There is. Well, he could just He's going to make up with Daenerys, and she's going to find the person, and it's going to be happy. But by the time that that happens, my point is, I'm sorry to be just to Are you destroy being a hopes. downer? I'm going to be a Debbie Downer right now. Um, I By the time, even if that does happen, by the time that happens, it's going to take a lot of him. There's no way Jura. that he gets out of this unscathed. He's it's gonna, already scathed. It's going to take yeah. an arm, and it's going to make him a better fighter. Because it's going to be stone. It's going to be stone. 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 He'll learn fighting from I'm finding the silver lining in this. Well, it's going to be fine. The scary thing is now he's going to be walking around spreading. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Which is a I mean, little frightening. Well, he's touching Tyrion now. And my question mm. is, at what point does it become contagious? Is it cont- Oh, true. We don't know. We don't know yeah. enough about it. But uh, can we Keep predict? Reading. Can we predict? Yeah, let's so go into predictions. predictions. Is it going to spread? <laughs> well, at some point, Tyrion's going to notice. I mean, he's absolutely. Smart. He's way he's too, too smart. smart. He knows too much. And even if he keeps it hidden, there more more signs are going to come up pretty quickly. I mean, like you said, he already has a nice little patch, and it's. Yeah. What maybe at the most hours later? Mm-hmm. In other predictions, I think that Shireen is going to protect Davos in battle. <laughs> I mean, they discussed it already. I like that. I hope yeah. so. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's the princess. We've been focusing on her a lot. Mm-hmm. She already promised him she would. The sword's going to be like ching on her stone face. Exactly. That'd be pretty badass, actually. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. going to bite the sword or something like that. I'm excited oh. to see Arya next week. <laughs> yes, I'm really thrilled to see Arya. And the sand snakes. Yeah. Ooh. And Ready? is Baelish in trouble? Um, he well, he definitely has an encounter with yes. um. Oh, goodness. With Cersei, yeah. Not with just Cersei. The militant, the faith militant. Yeah, thank you. The uh, faith militant. Well, they destroyed his whorehouse. Yeah. And now Are they, they going to want to He wants it back. About his whorehouse being destroyed. I think awesome. he's going to pledge that I just did the funding. I never participated. <laughs> I did not know what was going on there. It was <laughs> nice. Tea. Wait, is it not a church? I thought it was a church. <laughs> All right. We pray here. Very cool. Any, any last comments, Ryan, before we wrap this up? Um... Anything? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was I was actually going to ask, do you guys know what the the status is of 
Hodor and Bran, are they just not going to be featured in this season at I all? heard they're not going to be in this season. Not wow. at all. There were conflicting reports. They kind of said they did. They said they weren't. I so who this. really knows? But we'll see. I we'll think I'm okay out. without them awesome. for this season. Yeah. I think that that's just a little rude. They're in the tree learning. They're, probably, they're, they're in the tree they're learning. learning. Yeah. If anything, they'll probably be in like the last episode or something. Yeah. We'll Promise for the future. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening for this to this After Buzz TV after show of season Five, episode five, yes. Kill the Boy. My name's Kyle Maddock. You can find me at Mad Canard anywhere online. I'm Kristen Elizabeth Snyder, and you can follow me at Cinematic Escape. Hey guys, thanks for listening. This is Sarah Stratton. You can find me here. Yeah. Alright, and I am Autumn Chicklis. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Autumn Chicklis. And I'm going to really quickly make a shout out to my beautiful mother, Michelle Chicklis. Happy Mother's Day. Her, ins- her Instagram's at Michelle Chicklis. She's the most fabulous woman on Instagram. If you don't believe me, go find out. <laughs> and I'm Ryan Malady. You can follow me at Ryan Malady. Ryan Malady. Ryan Malady. Awesome. <laughs> everybody. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 